Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise, praise the, the Lord. Lord. It's chat time again. Yes, praise the Lord. It is chat time once again. Now, this week, we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So, I think we're going to continue with current events, um, some current events. But then, you know, there are some things that people say that, um, I don't know, I want to clarify. But, did, did you ever wonder... Did you ever wonder where sayings come from? You know, like we say things, but we probably don't know what the origin of the phrase is. For example, by the skin of your teeth. You know how, how that is? We say that all the time. I just got out of the mess by the skin of my teeth, you know? And so that came from Job, the Bible by the way, Job chapter 19, verse 20. And it reads, My bone cleaveth to my skin and to my flesh, and I am escaped with the skin of my teeth. Who knew <laughs> things that we say today come, come actually from the Bible? You know, and, and everybody thinks that they, they know so rotten much. They think somebody else came up with the saying, but it's really the Lord that, that came up with phrases. So the first thing I want to start out with is, you know how people always say, they make, who was it, Madonna? No, not Madonna. Who made that song, I Was Born This Way? <laughs> What's her name? I never heard of it. <laughs> born This Way. Lady Gaga. Yeah, Lady Gaga sang well, really? that song. And you know, people talk about they want a sex change because they say, I, I was born in the wrong body, or I was, I was born this way, or, um, you know, God made a mistake, oh. or the doctor made a mistake. 
you know, maybe they feel like the doctor made the wrong call. <laughs> I don't know how that can be. It used to be just A and B, black and white, so simple, you know, but nowadays it's like so complicated. But what I wanted to tell everybody is that this is what the Lord said. It's in Isaiah chapter 45, verses 9 to 11, and verse 18. And it says, this is the Lord talking. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. That means woe to those who are... Right. who are irritated with God because they think that he made a mistake or right. they're angry with him or it, something. Right, and they're confrontational when they're addressing the issue of what they think God has done or so, hasn't done. Right, so in this verse it says, let the potsherd, potsherd strive with the potsherds yeah, of the right. earth. Right, and he's talking about, I mean, if you're going to pick a battle with somebody, you better be on equal standing. Because woe to somebody who tells, who's going to try to confront God. So he said, let the posture strive with the posture, you know. Of the earth. Of the earth, you know. That, that, not, not God. Right, that's your level. You have to strive with somebody who's on your own level. And then it goes on to say, shall the clay say to him that fashioneth it, what makest thou or thy work? He hath no hands. Right. But I mean... So, so, it's like so you're how, making a pot, and the clay is talking to, to you because you're making the pot. And can you imagine if you were truly doing that in reality? And, and the clay, who has no hands at all, uh -huh. wants to know, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, right, but can you imagine if you were doing that, fashioning, and the pot look up at you and say, well, what are you doing? You would throw that thing up against the wall. <laughs> you, you would destroy it for sure because you would say that's out of character. And then verse 10 says, Woe to him that saith unto his father, who begettest thou? Or to the woman, what hast thou brought forth? Right. And you can understand, God being God, through the ages of time, saw when man was going to be utterly stupid. And so, even back then, people are questioning their creation. They're questioning the creator, the one who fashioned and made them and gave them life. And then, you know, you have children that do that. You know, why did you beget me? Why was I born? Or I don't feel like I was born in the right body. Just insane uh, comments and reasoning and thinking. So verse 11 says, thus saith the Lord. So here, you know, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands Command ye me. And verse 18 says, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord. Right. And there is none else. Right. None else. And so he said, now, if you want to know, you, you, you can ask. The Lord doesn't fault a person for asking. He does fault a person for trying to uh, call him into question for what he has done because we don't have that authority. And then when people say, well, the earth is overcrowded. No, it's not. The Lord made the earth to be inhabited. So these knuckleheads going around talking about there's too many there's people. There's not going to be enough room for everybody. It's so <laughs> stupid and ignorant. 
But you know, people mm -hmm. feel like they have a say so in how they were made. Right, and the Lord said, No, you don't. You don't have a say so. Now, you can entreat me, you can come to me as a child to the Father. You can do that, but you can't come to me like you're the father and I'm the child. The Lord's saying that doesn't work. There are a lot of stupid things that people say and do. And I was listening to uh, someone talk. I think it was on WVCY. I don't know what the program was or whatever, but I never, <laughs> it just made me stop and think. And, and I laughed out loud because, you know, they were talking about evolution, evolution and uh, how people came from apes or monkeys, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, you know, they have, and the, the man was saying, well, if that were the case, how come there are still monkeys? They said, oh, they branched off. Still, how they come said, there are still apes? They said, if they evolved into right. humans, how come they, we still have them? Right, and then somebody said, oh, because a few of them branched off. I said, yeah, right. So... They refuse to be evolved? <laughs> right, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How can, they, yeah, they, I, I guess I they had their I, own free will. They couldn't. They were mutants. You know, they, they, was, they have no normality. But, but like I, I was trying to tell, explain this to this child uh, when they were talking about, well, we're top, we're, we're the, I guess, on top of the food chain, we're the dominant animal. I said, no, you're not an animal. I said, so now when people try to say, you know, there's a food chain and man is, a, you know, the animals go graduate up until you have the one that's at the top of the chain, I said, that doesn't apply because you're not an animal. You are a person. So they try to equate human beings with animals. And they try to say that we are on the top of the food chain just like we're part of the progression of animals. I said, that's, that's not so. We are separate from animals, even though they try to lump us all into that category. You are a mammal. I say, well, that, <laughs> if that's man's way of envisioning it, that's, that's fine. But I am not an animal. So I w then I was thinking about this, um, <clears throat> what we said about, you know, I was born in the wrong, I, I was born this way, or I was born in the wrong body, or... God made a mistake or the doctor made a mistake or, mm -hmm. or whatever. And I don't understand how that can be. You know, this is nothing new. Right. The Lord said there's nothing new under the sun. Right. So people were saying that in biblical times, there was uh, <laughs> lesbians and right. uh, LGBTQ. Right. Trans X Y Z, -Z. <laughs> in, in the biblical times only only yeah. it doesn't it didn't it doesn't spell it out like that in the Bible it tells you what you're not supposed to do right but it lets you know that there and were how you're there not were men who were trying to be women who were being effeminate and then he said and even women who use who are, are, are leaving the natural use of their bodies so it lets you know that women were trying to be men and. Men were trying to be women. women. Now, and, now, you can say that, oh, that was in the Old Testament. No, this, this is that New Testament. The Nothing Old new Testament. under the sun. Right. And then, mm -hmm. you know, so then you read about Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, but, that, know, but, and, that, but the, the, what I just quoted is in the New Testament. See, mm -hmm. but they, they mention the Old Testament, but for some reason... They, I mean, that's a reasoning. Right. You know, the reason they, they and they, they conveniently forget about Romans. Like it doesn't, mm -hmm. like it doesn't apply. 
Right, because they forget the about the New Testament. They keep mm -hmm. saying it's only in the Old Testament. I said, no, it's not. It's also in the New Testament. The Lord forbids it, period. So when people say stuff like that, I'm thinking about Sodom and Gomorrah, about Lot's uh, family, you know, and the angels came to save them from... But they didn't want to be. Just fire like, and brimstone. But the angel, you know, all the men saw the angels go into the house... And they were pounding on the door. They, right. The men were looking for men mm -hmm. to lay with. Right. You know, and they're, because they said those angels, <laughs> it's new fresh blood or something. <laughs> I don't know. They're just, that nothing. So that was, it, it, that was in biblical times. Right. And even, even bearded marriages were there too, where the woman would be the man's beard because, <laughs> because his daughters were married, but the, but the men they were married to, were perverted. So it's, it's like you, you have this uh, system, just, and no matter how much, you can't make a lie into the truth. Uh, uh, if, if I'm a woman, I would never know what it feels like to be a man. And if a man is a man, he would never know what it feels like to be a woman. You can imitate a woman, you can mimic, but you won't know how they feel because you're not a woman. A, a woman can imitate a man, but she would never know how a man truly feels because she's not a man. That's just, that's just the way life is. Now, you can maybe fool some people. Some people might mistake you for a woman, mistake a person for a man. But inwardly, I talked to someone, and they have been trying to go through a, a, a sex change, or, you know, and I said, yes. I said, and they, felt, they said they never felt more comfortable in their life than when they were trying to to pass as a woman, I said, that might be. I said, but during all that, you knew that you were still a man. Mm -hmm. And they said, yes. Mm -hmm. Because you cannot deny who you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you might try to deceive people on the outside, but on the inside, there's just no way around it. Right. And there are more stories coming out where people retransition. You know, mm -hmm. I, I read something just last week about... Uh, Oh, a woman who, who went through everything to become a man mm -hmm. and then was always so sick. Right. You know, they don't tell you how you feel because physically, not just, you know, I'm talking about physically sick from the medication or whatever right. it is that you're t taking. That's fighting against what God has uh, established. And finally she decided to re-transition back to what she was born right uh originally so anyway uh just so everybody knows it's the lord knew about this the lord mm -hmm. talked about it in isaiah he already um knowing how wicked man was going to be he still left us a guideline and the only reason why people are struggling is because they won't accept the will of god if you, find a per if you find yourself struggling, it's because you just will not accept God's will. You have to crucify the old man. You have to die to yourself. You have to die to that part of you, which is uh, carnal, so that the Lord can reach you spiritually. Because that has, that's, that's our connection. Our connection was to be spiritually connected to the Lord, never separated from him. Because once you get separated from the Lord, all you have to look forward to is confusion. Mm -hmm. So anyway, moving on. Uh, I think someone sent me this article a while back. 
And it's a slow, you know, that slogan, my, bo my body, my choice, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, everybody has an opinion, you know, about whether it's abortion or how they were born or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, this article says that God says nothing is yours, nothing. And so there was a Christian festival recently and, uh, Pastor and best-selling Christian author Francis Chan denounced the common pro-choice slogan, my body, my choice, saying that God says nothing is yours. And he was speaking at uh, uh, Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri, and delivered a sermon from the book of Job. And during his sermon... He wondered if the Lord commends believers who are standing for the sanctity of life, just as he commended Job for his obedience, because that was like swimming upstream for Job. Everybody was pretty much against him. They all felt like something, you did something. Yeah, they were all against him. That's why sometimes they say Job was like a type of Christ, because, you know, it's like the, even his family abandoned him, the servants abandoned him, his friends condemned him, you know. So uh, in the sermon he was saying, could it be that God is saying, look at this generation, look at these people, they're not going to back off from the word of God and they actually believe in a judgment day. They're willing to preach that. They're actually willing to speak for the voices of the unborn. They're not backing off from that. The, you know, and that's impressive when you take a stand because that mm -hmm. is really hard to do sometimes. You know, it's one thing to take a stand, but if there's a, a group of people or, you know, it's like your peers or in your family mm -hmm. or, you know, you're contrary to, you believing contrary to what... You're standing on the Word of God, right, and you're, you're contrary to what other people believe in. Right. You know, there's something to be said about that, and I believe that God does. I believe that God does commend you for standing your ground. So um, he, he goes on to say that, do you tremble at the Word of God? Do you tremble because if you want God to choose you and see you and... You know, you need to tremble. You need to you need to take it seriously. I think what he's yeah. You need to reverence the Lord. You need to acknowledge that God is God, and that we are all together. The Lord said, uh, "Oh, Jacob was worm." I said, "Well, Lord, if he was worm, then we are less than a worm because we're grafted in. So we have to recognize who we are." And so he said, "Remember the rock from which you're hewn. You know, just go to the Lord and acknowledge that He's God." And that we don't know, and that he does know, and that he holds our uh, soul in his hand. And one thing I don't agree with, he says we own nothing. We, God has given us our heart. We, we own that. And what the Lord says now, what you do with it is up to you. You can give me your heart, or you can give your heart to another, but there are consequences behind it. But we have the authority to give our heart to the Lord. It is our choice. The Lord doesn't force us. So when you commit your heart to God, it means something because you do that of your own free will. You're telling the Lord, my heart belongs to you. The one thing I thought of when I read this article where, where he says that God says nothing is yours, I, I was thinking about, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we were talking about tithing, mm -hmm. you know, um, for several programs. And... And actually, 
the whatever we have belongs to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, he gave it to us. It's right. not ours. It, it doesn't belong to us. So right. it's only right to give back to him right. a portion. Right. Because that, we were going to talk about the number 10 one day too because the 10% uh, means something. And when the Lord deals with numbers, those things, those numbers mean something. Everything that has been created on this earth has a spiritual component. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everything. Yeah. Well, anyway, moving on. Um, this article is uh, from a little while ago, too, that someone sent me. It's a Jen Hatmaker. And she says, uh, well, for, the, for those who don't know her, she's an American author, speaker, blogger, television presenter, and she's been featured in Christianity Today magazine, and she and her then-husband, Brandon, joined by their five children, host the HGTV series, Your Big Family. They, as a couple, before they divorced, um, um, started a church, which is really um, surprising because of the way she is now. Because she... Uh, renounced Christianity um, in an interview uh, with Jonathan Merritt, a gay activist and son of former Southern Baptist Convention President James Merritt. And she says she first questioned evangelical Christianity because gay people couldn't have sex with each other. <laughs> and she says that Beth Moore is her mentor. And she recently filed for divorce after revealing that her daughter was a flaming lesbian. After affirming homosexuality and other sexual perversions for a number of years, recently said that on a podcast that the church simply isn't, now get this, black enough, gay enough, and transgender enough for her taste. looked in the same category. <laughs> and she says viewing Jesus as a male makes it difficult for black Brown. Oh my goodness. And, wait, wait, wait. Black, brown, and LGBT people to feel safe around him. Oh, please. She's a nut. <laughs> That's all there is to it. it I, says I can't, that, I can't, it I can't says even argue with viewing him. Viewing Jesus as a male causes people to be afraid of him. Well, afraid she, of she's Jesus. She's an idiot. But I, I can't argue with insanity. And, and, and to her credit, she stepped out of Christianity. At least she stepped away from it. There are consequences, but at least she's not claiming to be part of the church, claiming to be bringing the gospel. So I guess because he was, he was born a man, and she's for LGBTQ plus communities, and she feels and like... And that he's heterosexual, something's wrong. <laughs> she's stupid. <laughs> but you, it you makes can't, it I can't painful be... and difficult for black and brown and female uh, and so LGBTQ ignorant. So, so who plus is she, communities who is she going to, to in the see spirit? themselves so who is she? in this personification. Yes, but so where is she going? Who is she, who is she referencing? Who is she looking to... By faith, because I think about how the Lord gave the Moses the pattern for, and the instructions for the meat offering, the trespass offering, the burnt offering, the drink offering, 
And they went and took what the Lord gave Moses and taught them how to prepare those things and prepare the drink offering and the peace offering for the idol gods. Now, I know God was angry. God said he taught them how to do it, showed them to do it. There's a reason for doing that because it dealt with salvation. And they took those very things that he taught them what to do and went and prepared it for an idol god. This is what these people are doing. The very thing that God has given them to show that it's sacred, they take it and they offer it to something that's blasphemous, something that's abomination. And then they have the nerve to question the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then in this article it says, it's really interesting to watch Hatmakers transition into a deconstructed religion over the last several years. She has moved from being a mostly happy-go-lucky person to a person filled with hate and rage Probably towards possessed. other people and Christians. Probably possessed. I can only imagine the spirit floating around that house. Her husband probably, ex-husband probably couldn't wait to get out of there. He probably said, Lord, that's in my rear view mirror. I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, then there's another little article here. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up real quick. It's, I, um... Who is Trevon Diggs? Yeah, who is he? It, it is the guy, right? Because <laughs> nowadays they... So he must, he must mm. be a part of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, football player. And um, he has a five-year-old son, Aiden. Mm. And recently he brought Aiden to the press conference. And, um, well, he was just as cute as can be. He was, he was saying... He, deliver, he delivered his own little message mm. for a five-year-old. Mm -hmm. And he says, I love the whole world. I love God and Jesus, and I love my family. And that message was shared by the Dallas Cowboys' official Twitter page. I really love number seven because it's my favorite number. I love the whole world. I love God and Jesus. I love my whole family. Now, apparently the NFL didn't... <laughs> they didn't like that? Mm -hmm. They <laughs> took it, they scratched it, they took it, they edited it out. Really? Right. Yep. They, um, they shared the video, um, but they decided to edit his quote, and um, it didn't come out like um, I mean, he, was, he said it. What did they do? They muted it, or they actually took certain words out? They took God out. They took where he said he loved God. They took that out. And Jesus. And Jesus. They took that out. He did, they just had him say, uh, I just love my family. I love number seven. I love the whole world. But anything to do with Christianity, God, they took that out. They, they oh, edited it. Yeah. So now you know what the NFL is made out of. Yeah. Or what it's, or ESPN too. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think that's, they are the ones who um, aired yeah. it. Yeah, know. ESPN did that one time too with a, a guy that was talking about, I think, um, solutions about uh, dealing with the problems of the world. And then he mentioned God and stuff like that. Yeah, or I think with CNN, I think they just cut him off. Right. They don't, they don't want people to acknowledge the Lord and give God the glory. But like the Lord said in Jeremiah, I believe he said in Isaiah too, you're going to drink from this cup, the Lord mm -hmm. said. You're going to drink from the cup of my fury. The United States is going to drink from the cup. The Lord said... They had made up in their mind, I'm not going to drink, as as in A.A. A. Allen's uh, vision. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. when he prophesied about how the Lord was going to chastise the United States and bring it down. 
the Lord said, you're going to drink. Uh, it doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> you think you're not going to, but the United States is going to pay for the, the sins and for the shedding of the innocent blood, the United, for the blasphemy, for the total disregard for the Lord. You know, you, you look at these ruins and you be thinking, boy, a whole civilization, a whole uh, uh, city of people, a whole nation is gone. Well, that's our program for today. We'll have to continue next week. Praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from Psalm 100, verses 2 and 3. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, because the Lord loves you, what does he do for you? And the answer is, he corrects you. And that answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 12, which reads, For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. This week's food for thought is, what can you find in the house of the wicked? Hint, the Bible, and that's food for thought.